Welcome to the Green Architects Lounge podcast, the number one iTunes uh, rated podcast in the category of green uh, building uh, cocktails and song selection as hosted by two main architects. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks, yeah. Congratulations. Oh, and those hosts would be myself, Chris Briley. And myself, Phil Kaplan. There you go. Hey, Chris, how are you doing on this hot, sweaty, It's humid, hot. It's summer and... Uh, thank goodness we have drinks in our hands, and and this is hard because I don't have air conditioning in my office. I got the window open so we could hear trucks go by. We had to turn the fan off, and everyone's. I could practically hear you perspire right now. It's starting. It's beating up right now, <laughs> right now. So. Uh, well, hey, I, uh, we have a special guest today. Indeed. Very excited to have with us today, uh, Energy Circle's own Peter Trost. Uh, Peter's website, Energy Circle. Uh, known in many circles, uh, not just around well here, in fact. <laughs> well done. Okay, go ahead. Uh, his his uh, tagline is, your complete home energy resource, tested tools, smart advice, and that kind of says it all. Uh, his website is a wonderful wealth of information and knowledge, not just about uh, energy uh, tools and products, but also air sealing, insulation, and strategies that we talk about all the time as architects. Uh, and he is a king tweeter it's extraordinaire nice follow him and you'll get some wonderful stuff uh he uh his his hand his right hand is always moving on that thing perfect uh, hey peter how are you chris yeah welcome phil great to be here thanks for thanks very much for having me oh, it's yeah. our pleasure because we need i well I don't, i'm speaking for myself i need help with this particular topic or i should say we chose this topic because it's one we want to learn more about or Phil you're you're doing I'm this is I'm kind of new to this this is something I want to get into my project so you know yeah. my standpoint from this is just like uh, half the listeners out there who are you know well you know I really want to get into it and, yeah. and do the home energy monitoring and, yeah. and use it as a management system and, and yeah, education and it, tool for the client well I think that's important from the client I mean we talk about it from an architectural standpoint you think okay we're just talking about pretty buildings and energy performance but it's the whole package the idea that these things come in after the fact and people say, all right, well, I want to know, you know, how I screwed up, you know, how much better I could have done if I thought about it before instead of after. Yeah. So we're trying to get people's attention to energy from day one and the idea of integrating and having these conversations as architects instead of just building forensics guys or energy auditors, I think is very important. So Indeed. it's our attempt to call attention to the designers on this. I think the, the uh, you guys can only go so far, right? I mean, you, you can build a fantastic building that has got a great envelope and is, you know, is, a, is very great from a thermal standpoint. But at some point, you turn that building over That's right. to the owners. And, and it's that plug load piece, that day in and day out electricity use that you really don't have any control over, right? You can spec LED right. lighting or you can spec a really efficient air conditioning system or great appliances. But it's out of your control at that point. Yeah. And, so, and so that becomes a really big opportunity, that whole plug load selection, which is which is uh, in the hands of the homeowner. And part of what this whole monitoring thing is about is giving them the tools to understand what they're using and then behaviorally start to change how they 
how they use electricity on a day in and day out basis. Because mm-hmm. right. it can be like a year before you meet your, you see your clients again and say, hey, so how's the house going? How's it performing? How much oil did you burn or how much, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, Maybe over cocktails. I forgot. Over cocktails. That's right. So yeah, uh, uh, I want to have Peter talk about uh, energy surf. But before that, let's talk about Chris's cocktail. That's right. We have to do this, Peter. So we'll get to brass tacks in just a moment. But on, it's hard to resist, though, isn't it? It is. So here, cheers, fellas. Cheers. We cheers. Do this. Okay. What we are drinking, what you guys are sipping, and I'm talking about is a. Uh, um, I'm I'm calling it a pomini. A pomini. Pomini. There. Pomini. Pomini. Okay. Uh, the layperson may call it a pomegranate martini. But since the martini is actually uh, gin, vermouth, maybe a dash of orange bitters or whatever, mm-hmm. but most probably an olive, that's a martini. Mm-hmm. And the martini thing has gotten way out of hand. You know, there's apple martinis, there's blueberry martinis, there's, blah, you know, whatever. Yeah, everything put, put a teeny after it, and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever. It's just the poor martini, which is a delicious, delicious drink that we're not going to have feature here because, you know. You don't need us to look that up or anything like that. But anyway, so this, this I actually discovered. Uh, you'd think maybe it's a you know kind of a because there's you know, it's red and there's pomegranate. You know that it's going to be more of a fru fruish kind of a drink. But not yeah, and so. we'd expect that from you too. Fru fru. <sighs> yeah. Kind of. All right. I am the I am the more. Uh, uh, oh, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so why, it doesn't why need to be said, does it? Said. If you listen to this podcast, you already know I lost at arm wrestling there. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I was over at uh, this was turned. I was turned on to this by a former client who we were at their place, you know. And what was her name? Uh, no, it was him. Oh, was it him? Okay. See, okay. <laughs> that was gotcha. All right. So, uh, no, no and, uh, you know, I get there and the builder's already won in. He's like, oh, man, you got to try these. And if a builder is like, you've got to have one of these, and come on, that's a macho drink, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So, this is a Pomini, and you can make it as strong as you want, which is also the thing. You can pace yourself all night by watering these down because the pomegranate juice is, you know, uh, mass that or this doesn't can, taste too watered down it's, no it's this is no you're having, you're having this the way i i like it which is here it comes uh three ounces of pomegranate juice two ounces of vodka i like the ciroc vodka because it's made from grapes as opposed to uh, uh potatoes know. no most most of your vodka is not made from potatoes oh. most of it's all grain whatever it's just distilled and filtered it's filtered through charcoal to remove any and all flavor. But that's the essence of Ah, grab your copy of Mr. Boston's, my friend, and, and he'll tell you. will have the knowledge. Right. But no, this is made from grapes. I think it makes a difference. And plus it's P. Diddy's. Uh, I, is I, it P. Diddy's favorite yeah, yeah, cocktail? Yeah, it kind of ruined it for and me. And it's, like, it's, oh. it's gluten-free. It's gluten-free. Oh, man. And, that and might be important. It's low-calorie, well, isn't it? Antioxidants in the pomegranate. Yeah, but Just check this out. This is good for you. Yeah. Yeah, this is good for you. <laughs> a couple <laughs> gallons of this and you got vitamin C. And uh, yeah, and there. Uh, so where am I? Two ounces of vodka, one ounce Cointreau, and about a quarter of a lemon wedge to fight off scurvy. Well, and then we're off. Uh, what do you say, Peter? I think this is an excellent I think it's summer fantastic. drink. Is it nice? For summer, fantastic. yeah, mm-hmm. this is great. Not too, not too sweet. The pomegranate yeah. juice is really good. Yeah, and uh, I just, it's got a great color. It's, it does. Yeah. It's, it's a, right. perfect for a a, a night. Of, of humidity and heat and <laughs> no, air, like no air conditioning. <sighs> All right. So back to the green architecture <laughs> stuff. Thanks, geeks, for hanging in there while we talk about cocktails. So, so Peter, tell us a little bit about Energy Circle, how it came to be, why here, why now? Why now? <clears throat> well, uh, Energy Circle, why now is that we need to address uh, 
energy use in the residential sector. So that's that's really um, uh, obviously our our shtick, right? So yeah. it's um, buildings are just taking up way too much energy and contributing way too much to to global warming, and 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 it's a big task to take on a hundred and 24 million U.S. homes, uh, all of which are very ripe for energy reductions of various kinds. And, and so our uh, approach was to try to arm the homeowner with good information, sort of take the complexities of what you guys know intimately about architecture and building science and building design and try to boil that down into something that's digestible and understandable at the homeowner level. And, and really be that kind of translator, you know, sort of the uh, take that information, boil it down to something that's really understandable and push people towards the starting engagement point for taking on their energy use. And that might be an energy audit, but oftentimes it's really about what we're talking about tonight, which is starting to monitor in real time what your energy use is on a day in and day out basis. And we find that when people achieve that threshold, they start to, to sort of think about it, that there's a, a whole series of snowball effects happen that, you know, that may result in a, a real retrofit and a, and a reduction. It may result in sort of, you know, from us, from a financial standpoint, we, we you know, may sell some smart strips or some programmable thermostats or address their lighting issues, all of those things that, that are relatively easy to do uh, once you get started. Yeah, well, one of the things that impresses me about your site is that that's not all you do. You're not just there to sell stuff. There's a, I mean, other people are interested. The New York Times found Energy Circle. Boing Boing found Energy Circle, and a bunch of other places. I mean, you've got you know the most important and kind of one of the hip, the hippest, right? Yeah, right there. I haven't been. The I haven't rest made of the stuff, in, I'm not that interested. I haven't made it in the <laughs> Times yet, so not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe that's a life goal. Yeah, he'll get there. Peter, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, where this this the 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 uh, our, our notoriety in some ways started two Earth Days ago when we decided that a good thing to do for you know we're talking our talk the talk right is is we monitor our electricity but we decided to do is put our house our my family's house online live on the Energy Circle website so that anybody anywhere could come see what our electricity use was in real time. And that we figured that was sort of the ultimate statement of saying, look, we're willing to go public with it. Mm -hmm. And frankly, you know, we had a little family meeting and said, listen, okay, you guys, you're all ready to, you're ready to take this on because <laughs> the world's us. looking in and will we be able to perform? And, yeah. and so that's what got it started. So do you find that it actually changed the way you and your family used your household yeah. electricity and, and energy in general? Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the real numbers, which we just calculated in preparation for this, since yes. in those months, since April of uh, whatever that, oh, nine, oh, eight, two, two Aprils ago, okay. uh, 29% reduction wow. in our household in electricity. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's because phenomenal. just because you're watching it. I think so. I mean there's a lot to be discussed about why, right? What what yeah, yeah. really happened and I think that but but one a couple points that I think are important to that is that we did not achieve 29% by rushing out and buying, you know, a whole house full of LED lights and we you know, we did not we're not we're not huddled huddled around the Bunsen burner. We're right. not we're not sort of living in squalor. Uh, we are, I think, a pretty typical household. We we we're gadget lovers. I think that's why that was the lead in the New York Times mm -hmm. story. Was yeah. you know here's a family of four, two kids, you know more iPods than you can you know you shake a stick out. Everybody's got their own computer. There's multiple computers. There's a home office. Uh, we are not a light user of electricity. Mm -hmm. And now I, I let me let me just pause for a second there. We we are. 
we're gadget lovers. And at the same time, we, uh, we're not really, by typical national standards, an, ener- an electricity-intensive house. Mm-hmm. Right? So we don't have air conditioning. Uh, we neither does Chris's office as you. <coughs> neither does Chris's office. <laughs> Sorry, How about a mini split or something? No, Shouldn't that come on? Uh, maybe, but you know, How about some ice <laughs> in the drink for God's sake. <laughs> just, just wait a week. Wait a week, and right, and, right. Uh, and we'll be freezing. Yeah, we are right. getting some, you know, some building science condensation uh, yeah, yeah, lessons going yeah, on yeah, in our classes here. Right. For you about the psychometric chart. Right. Go through that in detail. Nice, right. nice. Check out the big brain on film. Right. Yeah. But we heat with oil. Uh, yeah. We uh, bake with electricity, but we our cooktop is gas is propane. So mm-hmm. so it's we're you know we're not a uh, super electric intensive house, mm-hmm. and and yet and so I think that makes the twenty nine percent reduction even that much more significant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and. You know, when you're ready, we can talk about sort of, mm-hmm. you know, why I think it happened to us. But Well, I mean, you know, it's a good question. This is your business. You're focused on it. 29% is fantastic yeah. by any measure. Uh, but what about the, the typical homeowner? Are, the, are there statistics? What, what would yeah. you get? What's that range? So it's, there's, there's quite a, um, the, the quick answer, and, and I, I'm just back from building science summer camp, and the yeah, we're gonna uh, hear a little bit. Yeah, about the, that. I'm well, gonna have to ask you about stuff the like sort that. of uh, you know the 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 high priests of yeah of energy uh, use or and statistical analysis were all present, and so and you get to talk about it. It's not like what happens at summer camp stays at summer camp. Right? Yeah, some it's of what happens at summer <laughs> camp stays at summer. Camp. Dude, now I really want to go. Yes, more well, more paminis <laughs> for Peter afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it it uh, suffice it to say that it needs some progressive architects. Uh, nice. Right. Cheers to that. Yeah. yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Wonderful yeah. crowd, but yeah. yeah. Here's to pretty buildings. <laughs> yeah, pretty buildings. Yeah, but one one of the guys there, Michael Blasnick from Boston, who's probably the foremost uh, energy statistician, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of data geek. Uh, and I got into a long conversation, and the truth is there are some studies about the impact of monitoring that have been done, but they're small, and in his words, they're all deeply flawed. And so the results of those studies say that the typical reduction when you start monitoring is between 5 and 15%. Now, he points out that some of these are really tiny. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're The one that got written up in Home Energy Magazine was a sample size of 20. Uh, another one is a little group of people on Cape Cod. And so we really, the, the bottom line is that we don't have a really great quantitative study to support this idea that the act of monitoring results in, in reductions. Right. Now, we've got lots of anecdotal evidence, our story, uh, and so forth. But, um, and, and our customers you know, speak very highly about it. And, and we see the results sort of constantly. But it's not, I don't think it's proven yet in a, in a in a statistical way that we can all stand here and say absolutely when you monitor you'll 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 achieve a reduction mm-hmm. and so what what if i were like your customer and i've i've what what, what would i expect to monitor what am i going to learn what are the what are the things that I, that what's the information i'm going to get out of it um, what precisely not, are we measuring here yeah yeah, yeah like, like yeah so one of the one of the key things to point out here which is frankly something of a disappointment is that we are and at the, what we're talking about tonight really is about electricity, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so particularly, you know, and depending on where you are in the country, we know electricity is one, you know, one of, one of the inputs. And and there's there's a lot of work being done. And some of these devices we're going to talk about tonight will 
I think have promised to, to measure the other forms of, of, of energy that we're using, like gas and, and oil that, that are you know, being used for heating or cooking or, or domestic hot water. But right now we're talking about electricity and that's a, that's a, a you know, it's a limitation, right? So uh, particularly in, you know, in a, in a place like this that we're, um, where, you know, oil heat is the, you know, is, is sort of in some ways the name of the game and, right. and we're not able to, to, to deal with that. So, Do you think it's, confusing or even maybe disingenuous that we talk about energy monitoring when it's really just electricity? Yeah, I, I think it's a good point. I mean, we, we've trying to done our best in terms of the language on the you know Energy Circle website to talk about. Well, it's not the, just you guys. I mean, yeah. it's kind of across the board. It yeah, is. That's what I find. It yeah. is. It is. And, uh, and it's not to say that that's not possible, but what we try to focus on is those products that have a sort of uh, a, a level of consumer acceptance or that they, they're ubiquitous, that they're not too difficult to get up and running. I mean, part of the game here is, is, is simplification, making it easy. Um, you know, the, there's all you guys, I'm sure, have seen these installations of hobo monitors and, mm-hmm. you know, jury rigged things and data logging oh, yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And that's, you know, that's just out of, you can set that up, but that tends to be out of reach of, of most, most homeowners. And what we're really trying to do is, is offer up a variety of products that are really quite simple. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the simplicity thing, well, let's talk about that. Let's lean into that a little bit. Yep. Because really this is all about human behavior. We have a lot of talks internally in our office and many people have about how much can you control for people? You know, can you really tell, you know, can you shut the windows automatically? Can you count on them firing up their wood stove when they need it? Mm-hmm. Well, not for other generations down the line. They don't know what, they know, what you know about the house. Things have to be sort of dummy proof in a lot of ways you're taking a risk if you're counting on people people to act in a certain way right we are unpredictable we're humans we err right uh so it isn't true to say the success in many ways of this is the behavior of the human and the individual i mean there's personalities that are more suited to this and you know how does one control that and we'll talk about this in stage two about the different devices the interfaces i mean how important is is that well, it's 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 really everything, right? It, and and I hmm. think, uh, um, but let's. I, I think for for our audience, right, for the green architect architecture world, for people who are, for homeowners who are, you know are taking the time to hire people like you guys to to make a serious house from an energy standpoint. I think that's our audience, right? Those are these are people who are predisposed to wanting to do something and. And what's missing in that, you know, electric bill that shows up every month is enough information to be able to act. You know, one of the great lines is, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's, you get less, in, you get, you know, there's less information coming from a, uh, a teenager arriving home at 12 o'clock at night than, than yeah. there is in your, in your monthly electric bill. You get a, you know, this is how much I used mm-hmm. this month and I maybe got get 13 months of historical record, but the makeup of what happened during that month isn't there. And so the view of the sort of the, uh, those of us who believe very strongly in the real-time monitoring concept is your behavior will change if you have the information. So it's all, you know, classic management line, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And I think that is absolutely true in the, in the electricity thing. Our, I think the number one reduction that we achieved when we started monitoring is the basic awareness that we left something on. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
So you've got this thing in your, and you're sitting in the kitchen and it's reading 1400 watts and you have enough intelligence about what's going on in your house to say, there's not, we shouldn't be at 1400 watts right now. Right. Who what's left, going on? Who left the TV on? Who left the whatever? So, right. uh, and that's, that alone has really made, I think, a huge, huge difference. Oh, excellent. All right. I say we take a break. And I think we've kind of covered, you know, what is monitoring, why do we do it, and how we measure it. And we'll come back and we'll get into, you know, some more, you know, logistics of actually implementing that. That's it for this part of the episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more from the Green Architects Lounge podcast. A quick reminder that our theme music is Zelda's theme from Perez Prado and that the views and drinking habits of the hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Green Building Advisor. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and keep up the good work.